Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. It's another great day where we are recording some radio, some podcast material here in the Red Sea Radio Above Water Studios. We tried recording out of our underground uh, underwater studios last week, and I just, you know, I couldn't get the intro right. <laughs> it just sounded weird, so we decided to do all of it above water this week. But, you know, here at Forza Catholic, we're always trying to be creative, try new things. Uh, Sam suggested we do underwater. I uh, I just had to nix the idea because uh, it's all her fault. Well, you know, that's one way to start a radio show. I am excited for today. We have a fun show planned for you. Um, at least two segments. As we record this, I have no idea what the third song is going to be about. So you know what? It's a mystery to me. It's a mystery to you. But the good news is, after we finish recording this, I am just going to sit down and we're going to take a little break. And I'm going to, uh, you know, prepare the final segment. And then we'll keep recording. That's the beauty of the show no longer being live. I can do literally whatever I want. But, you know, it, it is a Catholic radio show. So we have to add a little mystery to it. So here in this first segment, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my last week. It was a busy one, full of ministry, full of Jesus, full of all kinds of things. In the second segment, we're going to talk to Ashley Zahorian of the Mass Box. It's this awesome, awesome product built for families, especially families of kids, to help us and our kids stay involved in the Mass. I went to Mass this weekend at uh, St. Mary's Catholic Center, right here, where we record the show from. And it was one of the first Masses where, like, I didn't have to make, in a long time, that I didn't, and maybe maybe some of you feel this way, where, like, you go to Mass and you're like, wow, this music is not good. Wow, that homily was not as good as it could have been. <laughs> oh, wow, the people around me sound like they're zombies praying through the mass through my fault through my fault through my mosquito fault. I, I, I don't know if any of you guys are like me probably not but most sundays most sundays about 30 minutes into the mass i just want to stand up in the middle of the congregation and go wake up <laughs> like what are you people even doing so that's the theme for today. We're going to be talking about getting involved in the Mass a little bit, especially in our second segment, talking to Ashley Sahorian. So, other than uh, me yelling at people, anyway, the whole point of telling that story was St. Mary's Mass this weekend was amazing. The homily was amazing. The music was just gorgeous. And it was one of those times where, like, I didn't have, a lot of times, and I think this is a universal Catholic thing, universal Catholic, those two words are the same thing. <laughs> It is kind of funny, though, if you think about it. Hey, uh, what religion are you? I'm Catholic. Why don't we say just universal? Oh, I go to the universal church. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yes, yes, you have. Anyway, another side point. But most of the time at Mass, I have to be like, I have to make it. I am currently making a conscious decision to pay attention to this Mass. Mass is typically 60 minutes. I make that conscious decision 49 and a half times. Right? But at Mass on Sunday, it was just like beautiful liturgy, beautiful music, 
engaging, and it was just like, this is, this is cool. I like this. So, okay, let's talk about the rest of my week, because there's some hilarious things that happened that I have to share with you. So here's what my week looked like. This was the end of kind of like my very busy month. We called it Hell Month, which is ironic now that I think about it, because it was Hell Month because ministry was busy. <laughs> That's kind of just an odd thing to say, but just a busy month, a fun month, but very, very taxing on the old Taylor. So uh, last weekend, I was at Fullness of Truth, the Fullness of Truth Conference in Corpus Christi, Texas. This is a, I, I'm sure most of you listening have heard of this conference. It is the biggest uh, Catholic conference in Texas and Louisiana. There's a few that happen every year, and every year, our team from Ablaze Ministries goes to run the youth track at the conference. So I take a team of people down we you know essentially do youth ministry a youth conference there's talks we play games we uh, do praise and worship we have what we call encounter you know like praise and worship uh time for prayer like you know let's let's get down to business uh, not to defeat the huns to defeat the devil and for the eight of you that understand understood that mulan reference high five from me that was for you okay so we were at fullness of truth that was Friday through Sunday, came back, and then this past weekend, gave, I gave a talk at the, our confirmation retreat, so the students in Brenham and the students in Caldwell here locally at the parishes that we work in uh, are preparing for confirmation. They're being confirmed later this semester, so we did a joint retreat together. That sounds weird. When you say a joint retreat? <laughs> what is this, California? No, it's a joint as in we did it together, Okay. Um, some of you are like, did he have one before? No, I didn't have one before going on the air. You're going to purgatory for thinking that. Okay. So I gave a talk on the confirmation retreat, which is actually the primary bulk of what we're going to talk about here in this first segment. The next day went to the diocesan middle school rally in Austin, Texas, where we took, again, took a team of people over there to uh, lead the breakout sessions. That was fun. It was a whirlwind. Very, very uh, busy day. And then Sunday, we do this here th- this thing locally here um, called Encounter. I mentioned it a second. Like We, we kind of do it everywhere we go, right? And if you've ever heard of like Life Teens XLT nights or like Praise and Worship Adoration nights, like that's what we're doing, right? So we have our, our band that... Um, that I lead for Ablaze. We took uh, some speakers. We took some guys for prayer, guys and gals for prayer teams, and we went down to Navasota, which is I don't know thirty minutes from here. Uh, it's a, we've never done encounter in this in this parish before. People showed up, great turnout, and it was just an amazing night of prayer, of adoration, of worship. Really cool to like be in a like new community and just see the the Holy Spirit alive. And awake, alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. I've never thought about that about thought that about the Holy Spirit before, but if you think about it, He is alive, awake, alert, and enthusiastic, and helps us to be the same. This is where we need like the more you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? The sound effect or whatever, Sam? That's your job this week is to get the more you know sound effect onto our soundboard. So Sam's like, no, <laughs> not until Patreon pays us more, and I start getting paid for this. All right, so. Crazy week. 
in nine days, I had one, two, three, four, five, six days where I was doing a ministry event. So crazy, but a lot of fun. I want to talk about this confirmation retreat because it gave me one of the best moments that I've ever had in ministry in my entire life. So we go out to the conference or to the retreat center. See, I can't even keep them all straight anymore. We go out. I I drive out to the retreat center, and I was asked to give this talk. Initially, it was supposed to be like a laying down your burdens, like a confession talk, right? So I agreed to give this talk in the midst of my busy week because I've written a confession talk. I do it all the time. And then uh, the girl who runs it, the lady who runs it, I don't know. She's a girl to me, but lady to everyone else. I don't know. It's weird. I'm older than her. But she's a woman, I guess. So, <laughs> sorry, Deborah. So, uh, <laughs> so she she was like, uh, she came into my office last week. So, priests are busy this weekend. We're not doing confessions. So, can you write a new talk? And I was like, well, I mean, I guess so. So, I wrote this new talk. And, but here's the deal. Usually, I name my talks. She named my talk. Mackenzie, you were you were running this running this retreat. You were like the MC for the retreat. Yes. What was the name of this talk that was like put on the schedule? Burdens down. Burdens down. You said that sounded like what? A rap song. A rap song. <laughs> so like apparently I was supposed to be like the rapper that comes in on Friday at the retreat, like, yo, 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 you should love Jesus and stuff. So um you thought rap song. I thought like Black Hawk Down, like the movie, where it's like, I'm going behind enemy lines to go and save these children from the devil. You know? Hey, that works too. Only, Probably better than a rap song. Only nine of us will get out alive. So that's what it sounded like to me. But what the, what the whole thing was about was like laying down our burdens. And every time we talk about confirmation, like we, we've, if you have been around the Catholic Church, you know that the numbers aren't good for people who stick around for at least, I mean, like after a year of their confirmation, like it's, it's this whole, we're not going to dive into this whole rabbit hole of confirmation, but a lot of people, it's like a cultural thing. Like, Hey, we need to get confirmed. And then we're good. Like I graduated from being Catholic. Sayonara. I'm out. Right. But, um, so I love talking to confirmation kids. Cause it's kind of like, this is with a lot of these kids is our last chance to kind of grab them and like, literally bring them to Jesus and have them have an encounter with like the real living God so that it's not just a thing like, Oh yes, I got confirmed to make my Tia happy or, you know, like to make my grandma happy. But like, I actually, maybe that was your reason for being there, but I, you know, I want you to stay because of the Jesus guy. So that's how I started this talk. And it, it gave me one of the greatest comedy lines, but we'll, we'll get to that point. I just want to kind of give you the context of what we were talking about. I'm not going to do it all in detail because if you've heard me, like Sam and Mackenzie have been around me and heard radio show. They've heard me give talks all over the place. I like, I'm a busy guy. I reuse content sometimes. Right. So if I write a talk for a, for a retreat or for a conference, I use that content in my, on the radio. If I prepare something for the radio, I will probably use that content in a talk at some time. So I have talked, like I did, I pulled a little bit from stuff that I've talked about on the radio before. So I'm not going to give you all the content again, because if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I talked about it about a year ago, but a lot of you guys are new. So this will be new for you. 
So I started with, with, I was like, you have a choice to make in your life. And we want to help you make that choice. Your choice is to follow Jesus or to not follow Jesus. Okay? That's the biggest decision you'll ever make in your entire life. And so I, what I wanted to do with this talk, and what I want to do in our, um, here in the rest of this first segment, is look at two different stories. Number one is uh, the rich young man. So um, if you do a quick review, for those of you who haven't heard this story. Now someone approached Jesus and said, teacher, what must I do to gain eternal life? Great question. What do I want to do to get into heaven? That's what most of us are asking, right? Jesus answers, uh, if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. And the, the guys, yeah, that's simple enough. The, the rich young man responds, which ones? Which I think is, you know, what all of us do at some point. Wait, do I have to follow all what the church teaches? Yes, Mackenzie, you do. Come on. Okay. Uh, which ones? So at this point, you know, with, with youth, you want to be interactive in, 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 in with, with them, right? So I said, let's see, just see, because Jesus answers with the Ten Commandments, right? So I said, let's see if us as a group, you're all sophomores and juniors in high school. Let's see if as a group we can come up with the Ten Commandments. So what are they? So one kid says, you know, honor your father and mother. And I said, some, wouldn't, some won't say that's the most important one, but your family do, your parents would. So that's why you said that one first. Somebody else said, thou shalt not kill. I said, very good. And then this one girl with all the confidence in the world, like she doesn't quite stand up, but she like, like squats in her chair, like, like kind of gets up. Right. And she's just so confident. She's like, I'm going to nail this out. She starts listing them off like rapid fire. Don't steal. Don't cover your, covet your neighbor's wife. Uh, honor the Sabbath. There's no other gods before me. Don't admit adultery. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> and immediately everybody busted out laughing. Don't admit adultery. <laughs> I said, ma'am, I believe you meant don't commit adultery. That is a grave sin. You know what else is a grave sin? Not admitting adultery. <laughs> so if you have committed adultery, you should probably tell a priest because you need to go to confession. And also, you should probably tell your spouse because that's kind of a big deal, right? So it was it was just hilarious. Like it almost derailed the talk because we were just having so much fun. It was just like all the implications of that. It's like don't admit adultery. It's like all right, whatever. So um how the young oh uh by the way. No, I'll get to that in a second. So the young man said to Jesus, "All of these, all of the 10 commandments I have observed. What still do I lack?" Which I think is a, is an interesting question, right? What do I lack? I know I'm missing something. I've lived in this good, for him, good Jewish life. For you and I, I've lived this good Catholic life. But I feel like there's something missing. There's something more. Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, sell what you have. Give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad for he had many possessions. So uh, we're looking at these two guys. One is a good Catholic man. or uh, Sorry, good Jewish man. Follows the commandments, but he has one hindrance to being a follower of Christ. For him, it's money. I'm convinced it's not just about money, right? A lot of homilies are here about this. It's like, 
you know, money is the devil. It's like, no, not really. Because Jesus even says, it's like the, the apostles react kind of like we, a lot of people do when we hear this gospel. Who will be saved? And Jesus says, for, for man, this is impossible. For God, all things are possible. Like, that's the whole point, right? Like the young man, if he would have tried, <laughs> would have been saved. But he walks away sad instead of following Jesus. The other story we looked at was uh, from the gospel of Mark. And it's a man, um, a blind man, Bartimaeus. He sat by the roadside begging, and he heard Jesus uh, was coming by. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The, uh, they rebuked him, telling him to be quiet. But he kept calling out, son of David, have pity on me. Jesus said, call him. And then immediately the people who were saying, go away, shut up. were like, never mind, come here. Jesus wants you to come here. Hurry up, come here, <laughs> right? So funny. Um, Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied, master, I want to see. Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has saved you. And the next line's great. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. So to the rich young man, Jesus said, come follow me. He walked away sad. To this man, he said, you're healed. This is what you wanted. Now go your own way. And the man's like, I'm not leaving you. Right? So we all have this decision to make. When we come to Jesus, are we going to be like hear his challenge to live for him, to give up everything and follow him, not do that, walk away sad? Or are we going to be persistent like this blind man, be healed by him, and then follow Jesus? We will be right back with Ashley's Zahorian of the Mass Box. Well, hello there. It's me, Taylor, taking a break from working hard for you on this show. I'm going to ask you to do something that's not hard at all. Statistics are telling me that most of you are listening on iTunes, and thank you so much for listening. So often, I ask you to do a very simple thing. Go on to your podcast app on your iPhone. Type in Forte Catholic into the search bar. And go give it a rating. And you know what? I'm over here working hard and you're just like, nah, Taylor doesn't deserve 60 of my seconds. That's dumb. Well, you know what? This is a time of Lent and almsgiving. I'm going to give you a chance to give of something that costs you absolutely nothing but 60 seconds of your precious time. Open your podcast app. Type in Forte Catholic, click on my beautiful face, scroll down to where it says write a review, click on the five stars, give it a title, write what you love about this show, write that you hate this commercial, and then hit submit. It truly is helpful. Thanks. Enjoy the second segment. Peace. Welcome back to the Forte Catholic Podcast. I'm excited to, today to be talking to a lady of many talents. I'm one of those guys that's not great at anything, but I'm decent at a lot of stuff. She seems to be great at a lot of things, so she is definitely winning this interview. Today I'm talking to Ashley Zahorian. We're going to be talking about the Mass Box and also some of the other projects that she is involved in in the Catholic media world. Ashley, how are you doing this evening? I am doing awesome, Taylor. It's good to talk to you. I don't, I don't know about the uh, 
excelling at many things, but I definitely spread thin. Uh, there's a rule on this show I didn't tell you about before we got on. No humility allowed. So you just have All to right. take the compliment and just go with it. All right. Thank you, Taylor. All right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So, um, yeah, I've I, I'm, I'm been looking forward to, to getting to know you ever since we got connected in the Catholic Creatives group a couple of months ago. You were actually scheduled to come on a couple of weeks ago, and you like, you know, like 78% of America in the last two months got the flu. So I'm glad you made it through and that you are that you're here to to hang out with us today. So first of all, thanks for being healed. I'm I'm very happy that you did that for us. Yeah, I am. I'm glad God worked that out because this was a <laughs> definitely the priority. Yeah, exactly. I know that the whole time you were sick, you're just like, I just got to get well to get on Taylor's radio show. This is this is what we have to do. It's like it's not gotta about being. There. Yeah, it's not about being well for your kids or well for your husband. It's about getting onto the radio. That's what that's what it's all about. So. Um, I, I, before we go any further, we we do want to talk about the mass box. You sent it to me. Me, my family, my kids are just eating it up and truly enjoying it. Um, but uh, who are you? Why don't you just introduce yourself to our audience today and to myself because we're still getting to know getting to know each other a little bit. Sure. Well, I am Ashley Zahorian. I um come from a super academic, super Catholic family and was kind of rebellious and went off and did youth ministry and did not go straight to getting my master's. Um, big, big, wild and crazy stuff. Um, and worked in youth ministry for about five years, went back to school for my master's in media while doing that and really saw just, oh my gosh, your kids are saturated in media. Uh, for every 10 minutes, we get them in front of Jesus. They're in front of a TV or some kind of media, um, you know, for two hours. Um, I think the average media saturation for a teenager in America today um, is pushing past 10 hours a day. Um, (laughs) And we all know how much time our kids spend in prayer or at youth group or at mass. Um, No wonder they're getting inundated with garbage. Um, so a lot of youth ministry and my work in media pointed toward, we got to right the ship. We got to stop putting out garbage that we say is for Christ um, and do things to excellence for Christ that uh, kids and adults will want to watch uh, and will actually touch their hearts and not be like the end all of every page of the 782 page book, but one page that points them toward Christ. Um, so after youth ministry and once I got married, um, I really focused more on media and I did a lot of work in secular media, especially for discovery network, uh, a lot of time in reality TV of the pseudo educational variety. Um, but just kept doing Catholic stuff. Um, and then we had kids and saw, geez, it's just as bad for kids as it is for teenagers and adults. We need to do something to help them engage. Um, so that kind of is the, the quick catch up to where we are and all the craziness we do now. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's it seems like all really good stuff. I've been, you know, like, kind of, you know, I stalk all my guests before they come on. So <laughs> like not many of my guests have an IMDb page and you definitely do. And you just have tons of stuff going on there. So you are using you know, your creative art not only uh, for your job, but also to help people engage in their faith, uh, especially with kids and, and, and with families. Um, through this project that you have called the Mass Box. So, um, like I said, our family has really been enjoying it this month. Um, but uh, f- 
why don't you just explain what is the Maxbox? So if people are going to are just going to try to get involved with what you are doing, what are they getting their toes wet in? Sure. So say uh, you are a child somewhere in the four to eight ish range or anywhere in the I like to craft range. Um, the doorbell rings and there is a box for you from uh, the post office. Open up this box, the math box, and you have prepackaged for you a craft that has to do with every Sunday, all the materials you need to do it, a personal missile that has, it's, it's really like highlights for the math where we did, um, you know, I spy activities, uh, spot the differences, matchups, stuff that really works for kids that age, um, coloring sheets, the readings, discussion questions on the readings, how to make the craft, um, some bonus activities from Superbook, um, an awesome Bible animation that we work with. Um, and then every week you go online and watch a video that's a father and daughter, my husband and daughter, um, making the craft and talking about the readings. Um, so that goes right along with the stills that show how to make it. So even if you're super uncrafty, you've got the directions and the craft always goes with the Sunday or Holy Day readings. So you have a very hands-on activity combined with a video and the readings and discussions to get ready for mass. Um, and then in every box, there's now also a 23-minute long um, animated Bible show that has to do with the month in some way. And that's the mass box in a nutshell. It really is cool. So I would come home from work and most of the time when I, you know, like when people are coming on the show, like I typically get sent a book, right? So we have all these books that we get and like my wife is a more avid reader than I. So she kind of helps me in my show prep and she's like, Hey, I read the, you know this book. This is really cool. Talk about this. I'm like, okay, thanks, honey. Um, she got this mass box and she was like, wait, what is this? This is really cool. Because we have a four-year-old, we have a three-year-old, and we have a four-month-old. I mean, to to be fair, it's hard to you know have anything for a four-month-old. They just you know eat and sleep and poop and stuff. But our like, I would walk in, and there was one day that they had been doing the mass box. You know, like you said, it's for every Sunday. And a couple of weeks ago was the leper being healed, and so I walk into the house from work, and my son is running towards me. With this, like he had colored this, you know, this picture, and he runs up. The first thing he says to me, "I'm a healed leper." <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like, first of all, uh, context, please. You know, like what is happening? <laughs> and then he showed me, he showed me the drawing, and it was from, you know, it was from the mass box, and and uh, you know, he finished coloring it, and then I I walked over, and my wife uh, read the gospel story to them, and I. The, the biggest reason that I love the mass box, well, that and the other craft that I saw that we really liked, you know, like me as a child, Where's Waldo was very popular. And y'all had a Where's Jesus. It was like Where's Waldo, but like finding <laughs> Jesus in the crowd. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's just so much fun. And, you know, like here at the show, we're all about making Catholicism fun again. And like you made Catholicism fun for for my kids. And it made the gospel something that they can interact with. And something that they can remember, because I know like you and I met in the Catholic Creators Group, and one of the big goals of people like you who are in the like who are Catholic creatives is how can we take the gospel just out outside of just our Sunday our Sunday experience, right? Like and how can we heighten mm-hmm. our Sunday experience? And a lot of people are like myself, I'm like a purely auditory learner. There are other people who 
learn through reading, other people who learn through like visuals, right? So I think having something where it's not just hearing the gospel on Sunday, but it's like, oh, there was this visual that I did. There was this just drawing that I did. There was this coloring that I did. There was this craft that I made. And like, it's just so much easier to remember that. Like my son remembers that craft, like, he, and, but most adults don't remember what the gospel was, you know, four days ago on, on Sunday. So uh, I think this is just a great project that you're doing. So I've probably talked too much, but w- so like, what was your goal in creating this? Like, what do you guys want to see from this mass box? Uh, first and foremost for our family, it, it was getting beyond survival at mass. Um, our, our daughter is special. Uh, we're still learning exactly what that means for her, but uh, she was, she was not engaged. We were, really just trying to survive getting through the hour of mass and not wanting to kill each other or kill her. Um, and we found if we did a hands-on activity before mass, she did great. And God has this, uh, this tendency with my husband and I, that if there's something that we think we could use, then obviously there are other people that God has that could use this as well. So we should spread it. And as we did research, um, you know, to come up with ideas for things to do with our daughter before mass. Um, there are a lot of great ideas out there, but nobody's really made it this easy. Um, so we would fall down on it a lot. I mean, even people who get the box sometimes fall down on getting things done. Um, but our goal was really just to help families to do this and to do it as a family as much as possible. Because if we are reading the gospel to our kids and making a craft with them. We're studying the gospel too. Um, And it's not just go off to Sunday school or go do this thing and then come back a magic Christian. Um, But we're as a family growing. So we want to provide that for other families, um, especially those who are in that same, like I am pulling my hair out and I want to strangle my child at mass. This is not what mass should be like. What can I do? Uh, I've learned a lot more since we started, and um, 90% of kids under second grade are primarily kinesthetic, hands-on learners. Uh, So, duh, a lot of what we're doing wasn't working with them. Um, But this is something that gets it really hands-on and has, you know, the YouTube video component they're used to with watching ABC learning songs and everything else. So just our goal is really to help people get to know Jesus through the Bible and through the Mass. Um, and help their kids do it without uh, the pain of all of the research and hunting for random supplies. And I think you're doing it. And, and I, I am definitely your target audience. I have pulled up, <laughs> pulled all my hair out. I'm currently bald. And uh, I, too, go crazy at Mass with my children because children are, they are a blessing for the, for, from the Lord. But when it comes to being for the Lord at Mass, they are little demons. So, uh, but but yeah, this Mass box stuff is totally healthy. So, um, if people like if parents are listening, um, how can they how can they get this? How can they get the Mass box sent to them every month? Sure, you go to www.themassbox.com. Um, you do need the the in there. Um, and we actually did a coupon code for Forte Catholic of Forte 15, that's 15% off. Nice. Um, and we've got subscriptions um, pretty much for all shapes and sizes for different families from, uh, I don't have time for this, I just want the magazines, or I only have time for a craft <laughs> a month, to I have four kids, or I have 10 kids at a Sunday school class. 
Um, so it's kind of go to the website, pick the one that's right for your family and what you'll do. Um, and then there's also some one-time gifts too for, especially like godparents will do a one-time box um, for a godchild or for Easter presents or first communion presents. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I pulled up the website now. It's a beautiful website, by the way. So easy, to, so easy to Thanks. use. Um, and I, yeah, I see there's, there's just something for every family, every, every shape and size. So go check it out. My wife is already, uh, uh, you sent, you sent us one for free for, you know, for in preparation for the show. She's already pressing me. She's like sad this week that we don't have one. So she's pressing me to do it. So, uh, once we get our, uh, our, uh, you know, five more dollars a month in patreon then then we'll go ahead and do it so yeah we we will definitely happy to have you guys yeah we will definitely be uh patrons for quite a while so yeah guys go check it out for for those especially for those of you who have families that's who this is for but also some just some of the things that you that you pointed out ashley is like uh for you know people who are listening who, who don't have kids it's like what can we do to you know prepare for mass and i think it's a lot of the same things right it's like how can we you know, a lot of people read the masses before. I know one thing that we started doing at our church was um, on our projector screens, we would put up before and after mass, like a picture of the gospel. Like, you know, like the day that the that we talked about where you had the mass box of the leper being cleansed, we put up a painting of that on the screens just to like, you know, help ourselves take this out to where it's like we haven't forgotten the gospel on Sunday night, but also for people who are preparing to uh, to have kids. This is another great tool for you guys as well. Uh, in our last couple of minutes together, I, I, you have so many different things that you're involved in, but there's one last one that we wanted to talk about. You have an exciting event coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Why don't you tell people about it? Uh, because it's not just where you are. You're going to live stream it. What's going on? Yeah. So we have Dr. Mary Healy, um, who is on the Pontifical Commission for Biblical Studies, one of the only two women, or the first two women appointed to it, kind of the authority on the Gospel of Mark. Um, great person. I've met her and worked with her a few times, and just an awesome lover of the Lord, who's going to be teaching us when somebody says, please pray for me, especially for healing, how do we actually do that instead of just saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you tonight. Let me run away quickly. This is awkward. How do we turn this into an opportunity for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit? So she's going to give three talks on that and then also kind of just walk through the practicals of praying for somebody. And we'll have a um, healing service. And then we've actually got a 20 member youth band that's going to be leading music wow. with a lot of originals, too. Um, and then we'll be live streaming old talks from Mary Healy, Damian Stain, Father Dave Pavanka, a couple others um, on the breaks in the live stream. And all of that info is at makingdisciples2018.com. Um, and it's going to be available for 30 days. So if people can't watch on St. Patrick's Day, they could sign up and then be able to access it for 30 days after. That sounds like so much fun. We've watched a couple of videos, um, you know, because I, I work in youth ministry. And when we're training people on how to give talks, one of the ones that we use is one of Mary Healy's talks. And she's just she's so passionate. She's uh, fantastic in this. this uh, the Especially the topic that I've heard her speak on the most is this healing ministry that she does. So, guys, go check that out. What was that website again? Making Disciples 2018.com. Awesome. So, hey. 
thank you so much for coming on. Um, it, you, you can find Ashley on all on uh, the Massbox on all their social media. If you go to themassbox.com, they're on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, MySpace. You know, like all the all the good stuff. So. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for your time, and uh, send your love, send uh, our love to your family. We feel like we've just brought you into our home with this mask <laughs> box, and uh, we truly are enjoying it. And from my wife, and especially my four and three year old, thanks for what you're doing. It's fantastic. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right, God bless, uh, guys. We are going to be back for our final segment here in in just a few minutes. Um, you know what? It's going to be an exciting segment. You know why? We haven't prepared. It's just going to be. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to see what happens. Uh, but again, just a huge thanks to Ashley for coming on the show, sharing about the mass box. So, uh, guys, if you are parents, I promise you, it is worth it to to sign up for the subscription plan. Uh, and if if you're not married, if you're single, how can you take some of these ideas and put it into your preparation? for mass so that we can truly take the gospel home into our everyday lives. Uh, we'll be right back. Forte Catholic. This is Taylor. If you've been with us for this whole show, if you're listening on the podcast, or if you're driving your car, if you're just joining us, this uh, this intro might not make as much sense for you because uh, we're definitely going to be referencing our first two segments here in this one. So, in the first segment, just as a recap. We talked about uh, two different stories and about this retreat that I went on where I was talking about uh, the rich young man story and the story of blind Bartimaeus. And we talked about uh, like the whole point of that segment was like the importance of hearing things twice. Right. Like I, I said that I or like that was kind of the thread, not the not not the point of it, but the thread that kind of held it all together. Right. Because I have talked about the rich young man before on the show. We talked about it briefly again today. Um <clears throat> I, uh, you know, it was very important to hear things twice because obviously there was that young lady who thought that one of the Ten Commandments was don't admit adultery. She needs to hear that list again because it's don't commit adultery, not don't admit adultery. So two very different things. Um, in the intro to that uh, to that talk, this was proved once again because uh, Mackenzie was the MC for this retreat, and. As I was telling this story, Mackenzie was a little peeved, uh, a, little. a little peeved that evening because I was giving a talk on the theme verse, which was um, from Mark about blind Bartimaeus. And I asked them if they had ever heard the theme verse. And they all said what, Mackenzie? They literally said no. So I learned new information after we recorded our first segment. Um, what is the new information that you shared with me, Mackenzie? Well, a Apparently they hadn't heard that wasn't the first time they heard that because I literally told them probably I guess maybe like an hour or two before that <laughs> when I kind of introed the retreat I was like yeah our theme is you know with the blind man and take courage and you know all that 
Take it. Well, if you said it like that, I can see why they don't remember. You know, take courage and stuff. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't present it like that. I really like most, like most uh, average youth ministry talks. Yeah, Jesus and stuff. All right, go to small group. All right, so, uh, and, and then we're going to tie all this together. I was very honest with you, and I told you we didn't have a third segment planned. Guess what? This is the third segment. So after we recorded segments one and two, we took a little siesta. And me and my two producers, Sam and Mackenzie, um, sat around and, and produced. We produced this segment. And some beautiful, amazing things happened. So if you weren't with us in the last segment, we talked with uh, Ashley Zahorian about the mask box and how to help kids and families and parents be in more, more engaged in the mask. And like, I understand that that, like that that is for a specific demographic, right? So Sam, being the um, um, happily single or not happily single person, uh, what what is, what is it, Sam? Are, are we happily single? Are we? What are we today? Uh, um, yeah, happily single. Hap- I mean, I wouldn't be mad to have a man, but you know, happily single. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you were saying that uh, that you were like, well, I don't think I'll be I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get a mask box because I have a five year old, a four year old. Right. What do I? What are my kids' names? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are their names? Uh, a four year old, a three year old, a four month old. Right. So like, we'll eventually like you gotta support us more on Patreon, guys. It's true. I, I need I need more dinero. Like, mm. I, well, before I even get the mask box, I just need to, like, you know, feed my kids other than Tuesdays. So, patreon.com slash Forte Catholic, you can help give my kids a meal on Wednesdays. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, like, Sam, you don't, you don't have kids, do you? I do not have kids, no. Are you sure? It was just funny. No, I don't, I don't have kids. It, wait, it was funny what? Well, I just said I wasn't dating, so I, I don't have kids. I mean, but that would be the nice way of like, yeah, I mean, being for, married and having kids. For, so that for was good just funny. Catholics, you're supposed to like, you know, get married and have kids. Right. You do realize that it can happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I know. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, Sam was like, "Why don't we talk about how do we in- stay engaged in mass for single young people, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, single old people? What do I care? You know." <laughs> So, uh, and again, we're talking about, like, the importance of hearing things twice, right? So, we go to this thing called Mass at least once a week. Well, average Catholics go about twice a month, but that's beside the point. We're supposed to go every week. And uh, how much changes every week, Mackenzie? Why don't you reading. try that again without oh, your cough button on? I didn't on. know yeah, my yeah. cough button was on. I'm so sad. Um, the well, the the first reading does, and the responsorial song, and then the second reading, and then like the gospel, and then also those little prayers that the priest does throughout. You know, those change, but and the people sitting in front of you in the pew. The people sitting in front of you in the pew. Sometimes I, it doesn't. People have their <laughs> That's true. It always changes for me because uh, I like to move around in, in the mass. Like sometimes I'm like three rows up and sometimes a little farther back. That's because you're in the CIA. Okay. So, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So mass is, is essentially the same thing every week, right? There are different readings, but even that, like we hear the same readings every three years. 
And like we were like thinking about what can we talk about in this segment. One suggestion was, you know, the pretty typical. We've done it before. Let's talk about this Sunday's reading because like I'm in that men's Bible study. Typically, we meet on Mondays and I steal their content and then I put it on the radio on Tuesday nights. Well, we're meeting on Wednesdays now, so I can't do that anymore. And also, Mackenzie was like, let's do this. And I was like, okay, that's a good idea. Uh, tell me what the gospel is. And she's like, for God so loved the world. I was like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that one. Everyone's heard that a thousand times, and I don't have anything new to say about it, right? And then we were like, ah, maybe that's the point, right? Because how often, like even myself, we hear for God so loved the world, the two things that pop into my head instantly. Number one, Tim Tebow. He, like that's his thing. He's got it on his eyes. Number two, I have heard that verse. I've counted. I take a tally in my phone. Every time I've heard it, guess what the number is, Mackenzie? I don't know. I'm bad at guessing. Sa- um, Sam? 736. You are closer than Mackenzie because she didn't give an answer. I give 60. Boom. 60? Yes. There's no way. Mackenzie, you know how long I've been around this church? 72? 72? <laughs> what, what question are you answering, Mackenzie? <laughs> I just want to point out, I never win anything on Forte Catholic. Go, Sam. <laughs> Mackenzie loses. We finally did it. Okay. It's probably more than what Sam said, but uh, she did better than Mackenzie. So, like, we've heard it a lot, right? And a lot of times we can check out when we start hearing things twice, three times. But then... We, you know, like the girl at the retreat this weekend, can confidently say, yeah, don't admit adultery. I mean, I mean, what? <laughs> like, we could get things wrong, right? And it's important. Like, obviously, the church has told us, God has told us that it's important for us to go to Mass every week. And it is <clears throat> liturgical. It is repetitive. It is a lot of these things where a lot of times can lead to boredom, right? Especially if... The music is bad or the homily is bad, like which we talked about in the first segment, right? <clears throat> so Sam was like, why don't we talk about how do we as young people? I think I'm still young. Oh, by the way, I didn't talk about it. I actually look a lot younger this week than I did last week. Last week, and this is how I'll tell the story like I did yesterday. Uh, somebody said, what's different with you? They walked up to me. What's different with you? I said, well, last time you saw me, I had a 54 inch beard. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, N- I'm sorry, not 54-inch beard, a 54-week-long beard. <laughs> 54 inches. I'd be like tripping over my, ow, <laughs> I just pulled my face, like my stepping on it. That would be very painful. I had a 54-inch beard, cut it all off. So for those of you who are new listeners have, that have never seen my face, my face is the thing of legends, not because it's impressive. Just because no one ever sees it. <laughs> so uh, check, check it out on, uh, on social media. You can see my beautiful face. And I look young. I actually look my age. When I have a beard, I look 48. When I shave my beard, I look 28. Guess how old I am? 28. Good job. You guys did it. So, so we are talking about how do we stay engaged in mass. And Sam found this book. I'm not going to say the name of it or who wrote it because it just made us laugh. (laughs) Okay, but the the idea of this book, it's just an older book. It talks about like CDs and like, you know, I don't know. Most of you listening that are millennials don't know what a CD is, you know, like MP3. So it's, but 
here's the deal. It's this book that talks about boredom in our culture, right? And Sam was like, there's actual good things in this, but we just kind of got on a roll and started laughing, like laughing about it because we were like, this isn't a book about being bored in mass. It's about being bored in general. Like we're in in this culture where we're entertained all the time, where we have Netflix, we have video games, we have podcasts, we have all this stuff to keep us entertained. And yet we're still bored all the time, right? And like we take that from our culture into mass, especially people our age, where it's like we've had, you know, like the internet, which is like freedom into everything, good and bad, since we were kids, right? Where we can get bored. Like it's crazy. I was I was sick a couple of weeks ago, laying in bed, and I watched two whole seasons of Netflix stuff. I watched uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, everybody's favorite Catholic hero, Catholic superhero. Uh, watched both seasons. And then I was so bored. I was laid up in bed for five days. So bored that I was like, I don't even want to watch TV. I don't want to play video games. I don't even do the stuff that, gives, that, that brings me fun, that brings me joy, that are fun. I just laid there in bed. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so bored, right? So we found this boredom test, and I think it's the greatest thing ever. So... The test, it's true and false, and it's to see, like, how oversaturated into boredom we are. But we don't want to make it general, so we're going to put the Forte Catholic spin on it, and I'm going to change the wording of these questions to at mass, right? You've probably heard of similar games that make things funnier, where it's like, hey, uh, would you like a lollipop? And then somebody's like... You know, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. I'll leave it at that. So it is. E- so here's what I want you to do. Answer true or false. I'm going to for the first couple. I'll read the actual question and then I'll do the change. So you can kind of see how I'm doing this. It is easy for me to concentrate on my activities. So for our purposes, I will say it is easy for me to concentrate in mass. Sam and Mackenzie, why don't you uh, uh, you can play along with the audience here. It's easy for you to concentrate on your activities. No explanation. Just answer the question. Yes or no? True or false? False. False, except on a really good day. No explanation. Okay. (laughs) Frequently when I am working, I find – frequently when I am at mass, I find myself worrying about other things. (laughs) True. True. Okay. You're both doing terribly wrong. Okay. Uh, Time always seems to be passing slowly at mass. False. False. Okay. I often find myself at loose ends, not knowing what to do at mass. False. I am often trapped in mass. (laughs) I'm often trapped in situations. (laughs) True. (laughs) I'm often trapped in mass where I have to do meaningless things. False. I run the computer, so true. (laughs) True. No explanation. Having to look at someone's home movies or travel slides bores me tremendously. So I'm going to change it to having to look at someone's home written liturgical music or uh, bulletins bores me tremendously at mass false wait during mass yeah don't you get the bulletins after uh, no you don't i read them during okay i have projects in mind all the time things to do while at mass true true i find it easy to entertain myself at mass i'm just confused uh, about this one should i be entertaining myself 
false because I don't understand. <laughs> Same. Many things I have to do are repetitive and monotonous at mass. True. Yeah. True. For me, that one's true, where it's like we're doing the same thing over and over, right? Like it's hard to do. I have this. to so, click the button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then this one, uh, earmuffs, kids. It's, I don't even, I'm not going to change this one at all. So you know that this isn't me at all. This is the author of this book. It takes more stimulation to get me going than most people. I don't know what that means, but you go ahead and answer the question. At mass. <laughs> False? I don't know. This is weird. I, I, I just feel weird. I don't know what that means. I think I think what it means is like like especially for at mass, it's like it I like for me, I need not every every week, but over the course of time, I need good homilies. I need good music mm-hmm. to like keep me engaged at mass. So <clears throat> that was ten of the twenty eight questions. We're not gonna do the rest of them. But the the I think a lot of us can feel bored at mass, right? So what do we do? Um, number one thing that I thought, in no particular order, these are just things that I thought about. Uh, uh, one of the things that has helped me in going to the like the Roman right, which is most of us are Roman Catholic, right? Um, I went to a Byzantine mass when I was in grad school, and one of the things that they do that's part of their litur- their liturgy their liturgy was written by Saint John Chrysostom. Um, they don't read from the pulpit, like the readings. They, the deacon walks out into the middle of the congregation. I think this is amazing. I wish we did it. He walks out into the middle of the congregation and sings, wisdom, be attentive, right? And then he reads the first reading. And then they sing the psalm from somewhere else. And then he comes out for the second reading, wisdom, be attentive, right? And I was like, that would help me. Every couple of minutes, hey, pay attention, right? So, like, but but going there, like, that's a reminder to me, like, hey, this is the living word of God. That's the biggest thing, right? Like, that's the correct answer. It's like, hey, this is God alive. Not just in the Eucharist. God is, Jesus is fully present in both parts of the Mass. When his words are, when, when the words of Scripture are spoken aloud, Jesus is present. Uh, number two, just random thoughts. Things that I do t- that help me. Uh, we talked about with the mass box that it helps to take things home, that to remember it, right? We talked about like seeing visuals or doing something in preparation, you know, reading the readings before or taking notes after will help you uh, take take it home, right? Where you can remember the gospel Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, what was said. Um, another one is like the biggest thing to remember is when it, whenever it's a struggle, like offer it back up to God, right? So the little frustrations you have when the music isn't good, when the homily isn't good, uh, remember that Jesus died on a cross. He was probably a little peeved and a little frustrated whenever he was being murdered for your sins. So I think the least that you and I can do is that's the challenge, and I'm talking to myself, right? Because I struggle with this at Mass. But um, give it back to him and just tell him about it and try to engage. So next week we will be with Tony Vicinda of the Threshold Podcast. Sorry we didn't have enough time to get to Father Jared Cook. Maybe next week. Say it! Hey, it's Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. For all things Forte Catholic Radio and Podcast, head on over to F-O-R-T-E catholic.com slash radio you'll find all the old shows and social media stuff there peace